welcome to Kweshunga. My name is Penelope Sanyu and I will be your host. Thank you so much for joining us. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we welcome you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for commenting, liking, all those things that you are doing to keep up with Kweshunga. I am... Ha! This episode of Kweshunga is totally different from all the episodes that we have had before because we are talking about things that people really do not talk about and I am... A, a part of me is excited, but a part of me is also a bit feeling mm, because of the discomfort these kinds of conversations uh, can bring. But I am optimistic that by the time we are done having this conversation, your soul will be uplifted. You will be thinking about people and life differently. You will be thinking about yourself differently. I am one of those people that loves to talk about sharing things and openly talking about stuff and today we are going to be talking about the sensitive conversation on grief and pain and love and care and babies and humans and 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 there are many 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 things but with me i have my beautiful sister friend and my sister friend is none other than denise Kechimuri, my flower, but uh, I will allow her to introduce herself so that she can help us understand who she is, what she does, why she does what she does, what pushed her to do what she does, and we can learn a thing or two from her. So, sister friend, very, very welcome to Kweshunga. I am happy that you're Kweshungaring with us. I'm here, I'm here. After I'm here. begging you for a whole year. <laughs> no, listen, listen. <laughs> At first I was like, how is this going to even work? That was the problem. Because I was like, you guys are in fun times. Mine are more like low lights. Mm, so mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I don't know how we're going to do this. But yes, I'm happy so to So you know here. that even in the low times, you find a way to create fun for yourself. So. <laughs> so that's why I'm you here. Know this here. Day. That's so exactly why you're here. here. In all these things, we are finding ways to just, you know, play a bit and yeah. loosen up. Yeah. yeah, so who's catchy? Uh -huh. Why is the catchy catchy? Who is she? What does she do? Please tell us about yourself. Okay, thank you so much, Penny, for hosting me. Finally, uh, my name is Denise <laughs> Kechimuli, but mm. people call me Kecho. Mm. Kechi, Kechi is way back. That means mm. I've known you like from when I was like <laughs> two feet. Yeah, but I am. Uh, um, I'm a perinatal bereavement um, advocate. Oh, wait, 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 I'm going to break that it down. Because what is that? Yes. You before. My English is not from Gayaza. So, uh, peri what? <laughs> so, perinatal bereavement. So, perinatal is just a period of from when you conceive till you give birth. Okay. So, um, I'm advocating, for, an advocate just for when when anything else that, when what happens, what's supposed to happen doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. That is what I'm advocating for, for better care after loss. Okay. Um, and also just people to know better. Yeah. So um, I'm also a writer. Mm -hmm. I don't even like saying it, but I'm... Because <laughs> it's so painful. <laughs> you know, you write one book and everyone's like, oh, so when is that? I'm not. Uh, just, when yes. is the next? No, 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 no. I yeah. am those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm a writer. And yeah, lover of, of life. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yes. This, this whole... Perinatal bereavement coaching thing. Yes. 
what is that like a thing you study in school is that like a thing that just a calling that comes to you like how did you even know that is what you are how do you even have that term for it how did you get there one it is sad that but it's a lived experience mm-hmm. um though now it's actually picking up like in the west um it, there's courses actually so the nurses are actually taken through it mm-hmm. because um either most of the times here in africa we do not talk about baby loss no we don't talk about miscarriages no. those are things that are hidden in fact if you sit down with your mother there is somewhere where she lost and they should they just told her guma and then you know yeah. just move on with the story but in the west because they are so open about most especially this area pain points mm. um they've made it now a course so you actually go through through training uh for people who haven't gone but if you've had a lived experience because you have first hand yeah but this experience is the best teacher mm-hmm. this one you don't want mm-hmm. it to teach you you cannot mess with a man no. with an experience no. can you <laughs> so um sadly i went through two two losses So James was the first I lost him at 7 weeks and then Kaitangaza came early she was at 8 months but um she didn't make it through the day mm-hmm. So when I went through that those two I just, I I'm a reader as well so I looked for an African perspective right Yeah because the Bazungu have their yoga I don't know going to retreat where yeah. do, do yeah. see the light of our I was like what do we do as Africans there has to be something because it's not like this is the first time And before that even when I was in the room and mm-hmm. the hospital mm-hmm. there were about eight women my aunties my friends my mm-hmm. sisters mm-hmm. and everyone is like oh yeah me I also went through this I was like you chicks I yeah, you know you people we right. when did you how, come how nobody then, talks you know? about then it someone's like oh you know before your cousin huh and then this one there was something that happened I was like mm. why aren't we talking about these things mm. why don't we know about them mm. and it's one of those of four one for foretold so mm. you know you mm. know that listen this pregnancy i have to hold it like glass mm. you know i have mm. to be very intentional about making sure this baby grows to a certain mm. point and if they're not growing i know where to go to to yeah. get help yeah. so that's basically what the perinatal bereavement advocacy looks wow. like so so i know that that grief so, In Africa grief is a communal thing yes. but it's also a deeply private thing. You mm. you're going through grief, you're going through loss, nobody talks about it. You're surrounded like you said there's an African proverb that women give birth together. Mm. And so you're surrounded by all these people but nobody is talking about the matter. And 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 so I'm so glad that you found the courage mm. to even not not just deal with it talk through it but create a space where other women can yes. talk through this so tell us about that space so um this is it, it, in fact this is weird when you said calling us like nobody's called through this yeah it's it's just happens to you and yeah. then it falls on you no yeah. one is saying you know what i think i have to go and talk to people who have lost no there's no one even in us some days woke up and we're like Today this is too we can have a break. This is it's too okay. heavy. It's fine yeah. for us. But yeah. so what happened when I wrote my book? Um so I was going around doing interviews and what? Oh she she wrote her oh, yes. adult book. <laughs> so what next? Yeah. Listen, I cried through this book, but there were really beautiful tears. Uh, the story is dope. I will talk about the book at some point. Let's just continue the conversation. I just had to flounce it because it's a really 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 good book on loss and grief and dealing with pain but we will talk about it so um women started going, like now 
um, someone calls you penny and says, listen, I need to talk to that chick. Mm -hmm. I need to talk to that chick. So mm -hmm. it became too many women in one space, you know? So we're about, I think our first meeting was about 10. Yeah. Then the next we were like 50. It's like they went and went, you know how they say, go tell your friends, then your friends come. Yeah. So everyone was coming and it was, it became too much for me to handle. Yeah. So my brother-in-law was like, can you legalize this thing? Legalize it, make it an NGO, yeah. set it up and go out and actually, because it's needed. Mm -hmm. um, so the statistic is one in four women will experience this in their lifetime. Loss. Yes, this, this particular pregnant and infant loss. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think in Africa it's the other way around. One woman will not experience out of four. Yeah. Because the stories I've had and the people who have come out to us, I'm like, wow, we just, ju we skipped over this one and moved on, mm -hmm. right? And, mm -hmm. and because, like you said, grief is very, in Africa it's communal, but this particular one, orphanage, you yeah. die with yeah. it by yourself yeah. because no one else can, can understand yeah. it. And everyone wants you to get better very quickly. Yeah, yeah more and like it's a it's, thing, it's, get up and go. Yeah. yeah, and it's one of those losses. I keep telling people, I was like, I lost my mom and I thought I'd never breathe again. When I lost Kate Angaza, I literally stopped living. There's a part of me that died, yeah. right? And yeah. some days I, I remember, I get glimpses of her, but... She's not there fully. Like now, uh, embracing who I am after the loss has been a journey on its own, and that's a, that's kind of the 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 support we give women because mm -hmm. you're trying to go back to your old person. No, oh, I used to like dancing. I used to like going, but now you have an anxiety. They're going to see me. Oh, this person I saw them when I was pregnant. Now I have to explain to them what happened. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're going through a whole anxiety and depression in the middle, mm -hmm. and then there's shame and guilt that have come and they have made home in your head. Mm -hmm. So um, how to heal forward is more of what we do at um, Vessel It's It's such a gift. You see, the reason I said calling, maybe the word is not calling, but it is such a gift to hold people's pain. It, it yeah. is a yeah. gift. Yeah. You, you, you know, people don't know what to do with pain. Some of us uh, are, are going to laugh through the pain because, you know, we are coping with humor and that's it. Some of us will shop through the pain because I just need to hoard things. Mm. So, some of like we deal with pain differently. And so having a space where you can go and people hold your pain and they're not just holding it from a place of, it's work. Yeah. They are holding it from a place of we've experienced this. We've been here and here is how we can help you walk through that. Thank you. Thank you for uh, and, and the entire Vessel team because it's not just Keshi. No. It's, it's many. Kecho is one of the many who are, who are holding pain for people and helping them heal forward. And now talking about healing forward, the thing that's ringing in my head is so, so is this for women only? Because I'm sure there are men out there who are watching us right now and they're thinking, Psh, of course women want to cry together, they want to throw a pity party yeah. and you know, hold yeah. each other, but how do you support the men who have dealt with the pain of, loss, uh, of, of losing a child and, and don't know where to go? Because I've seen some programs that have men involved. Yeah. Do you involve men? How do you involve men? Um, what's yeah. there? Yeah. So um, when we started out, versus me, it was many women because women were more open. Yeah. Men don't have a safe space. So um, 
the holding what we we call what you've said holding p- their pain is we call it holding a safe space holding, yeah. holding a space for them because most times you don't have the energy yourself yeah now the the two people who have experienced this pain is you and, and your, your partner. partner you're the only two people who know what this feels like yeah. i can assure you that no one else around you they can try and sympathize some might go as far as empathy but mm. that's really just asking too much yeah. but you're the only two people who know this pain yeah. now because god has a sense of humor it crosses across, it's just across so even in grief men yeah. men will love differently in grief they will grieve differently yeah. so you you want him to feel it the way you felt it and when you cry you want him to see his tears yeah I have sat with couples and that's how we deal with the men because yeah. the men come and they're like me I'm fine. Me I'm fine. You know me as waiting for the baby. I'm not like her cuz she carried the baby and yeah. yeah. So but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed but we shall get another one. Now, that whole statement that you've just said yeah. has you have touched her, her grief already. Yeah. yeah? And now men because they don't have I learned that they don't have the vocabulary. They can they can't say that they can't even name the emotions. Yeah. So the first thing we do we have a feelings feelings uh, circle. Mm-hmm. It's a wheel mm-hmm. with all the different emotions. Mm-hmm. And the one they all go towards is anger. I'm like we need to learn the others because it's it can't just, just one be emotion. anger. You yeah. know your your full your your soul has too many yeah. fields in there. Yeah. Can you name them? So we deal with the couples, we deal with the men as a couple because mm-hmm. we realize women will pull their men in. Yeah. But what we're starting to see a trend especially 2022 mm-hmm. the men are the one coming out they are calling and they're like listen my wife she's not moving and i need her to start functioning then i'm like both of you come yeah come and sit have a session with us and most times the 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 women have locked down because the men you have said something that has if she opens her mouth this marriage might not make yeah. it right yeah. so how to hold a safe space now for couples is what we are doing okay so the women because we've been doing it since 2018 mm-hmm. we not that you ever have a hold on grief but we kind of see the steps before we know when someone is still in denial and we leave you there for a while we know when you're still in shock at the beginning because most people are calling and they're like my friend lost a baby yesterday i'm like eh hey, hey, please let Please just let her be yeah, yeah? just let yeah. her go through the emotions yeah. when she's ready the least you can do now is give her a number yeah. and just say these people they will help you yeah. when she's ready she will contact us um but now like after some people never i i keep telling people there are people with my number in their phones yeah. and they just keep looking at it like i know i need to call her yeah. i know i need to call yeah. her so because even their friends keep like if someone loses a baby you find like 5 10 people have called yeah. vessel is me yeah. my friend my friend and then they're like We always ask what's her name? Yeah. Which hospital? How old was the baby? Yeah. So that helps us gauge because you can find 10 people calling for one person. The same person. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it it shows that they they sympathize and they want you to, they want yeah. to help you yeah. but they don't know how. We don't know how to help. We yeah. don't. They don't know how. It's, it's so, so so there's a thing in your book that you say that, that there's a quote in your book it says when you survive loss yeah. everyone is quick to tell you how strong you are. and how tough you must be but actually no one has a choice to survive grief do they yeah. it's not optional you just have to cry in the shower sob in your pillow and pray you will make it and this is by Zoe Clark Zoe Clark I I I I I like this quote because 
There's no such thing as surviving grief. I, 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 I wrote a blog last week about grief because I know that grief hits you differently at different journeys. Yeah. I haven't lost a child, oh. but grief is grief yeah. and, and, and it hits us all in different ways. Why am I talking about this? I want, I want you to share with us where you go for healing because okay. you carry everybody else's pain and, and it's okay to, to, when you're doing something you love, when you're adding value to people, it's, it's easy to pass off as you're fine. So when we see you on the street, we're like, she got this. And that's why one million people will call you to say, Penny has lost a child, please come through. Where does Kechimuri go to refuel? to refill her soul? What does she do to do that? Because it takes a toll on you. Pain, dealing with pain every day takes a toll on you. So where do you go to keep this Kecho looking like this, feeling the way she's feeling, being awesome in the ways that she's awesome to other people? Where do you do that and how? Pain. <laughs> It's also okay to know that you don't, and we are like, <laughs> you know, they said recent. <laughs> the wow. newspapers said hey. we are about 14, 14 million. million and I keep so telling people, you can also just be like, it's all right, I'm, I'm in, in the, the 14, and me, I am <laughs> Me, I believe they meant 41. I believe that the guy said no error. Did the car. <laughs> Everybody's dealing with something. So we understated the number, right? Really the statistic did. is wrong. Like sometimes when you're on the street, you're like, 14 million. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Kayla calls me what? Grief eater. That's what she says. So we watched uh, Constantine. Mm -hmm. And the guy, he would eat people's sin yes. and then go and... So she's like, Mommy, you literally are a sin eater. I mean, grief, eat. grief eater. And I was like, not so much, because I take it to God. I'm yeah. just like, listen, God, deal. this is your child. Yeah. I'm the vessel yeah. here. My message to them has been delivered or what you wanted to tell them about whatever they're going through, please deal with it. Mm. I used to carry them. That was, uh, I used to, I'm even yeah. saying it because, man, I would wake up and I'm more tired than when I went yeah. to bed, you get? Yeah. Then um, I went for, when after the Mopan experience, mm -hmm. I was like, no, no, no. We're picking us because there's no way you can pour from an empty cup. Yeah. And I think that's the, the toil and the drain that you feel, right? Mm hmm so I started going back to things that I liked doing. So I started walking. Mm -hmm. I started taking, I'm trying to do photography, but someone just kept telling me, so are you going to put all these pictures in a book somewhere? I'm like, what? Well, <laughs> no. I just want to take pictures. It's therapy. Like, it's just yeah. for me to clear my mind. Yeah. Um, then um, I write a lot. Okay. I journal. And then, of course, I look for energy points. So I was chill with Penny. Take some, go to Jackie, take some, go to Rachel. I just take wherever I can. Yeah. Um, and I'm learning now the gift of now. Mm -hmm. So I'm here with Penny, I'm here with Penny. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm going, I'm, I don't, I used to do that thing where I'm like, okay, so I'm here for 10 minutes. Yeah. Then I'm, you're like, and you, then at the end of the day, you're like, what, what did we gain today? And I'm learning if I do one thing correctly that yeah, day, yeah. that's good enough yeah. for me. And it doesn't have to be 101 things. So that's basically what I do, but I pray a lot. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I come from a prayerful family, but more of uh, when you go through this kind of loss, the yeah. only being <laughs> that can get you yeah. is your creator. Yeah. Like you can come to Quechua and I promise you at the end of the thing, I'm just going to tell you, let's 
pray mm. because it, I don't have the answers. Yeah. Sometimes it's in in the sessions where I might say, okay, someone comes to see me and I'm like, oh yes, I know what to say. And the Holy Spirit just takes you in the other direction. Yeah. Like yeah. sit there and keep quiet. So I have to learn also to incline my ear, mm. which is um, something you learn with the more prayer you spend, uh, more prayer time you have, because yeah. then you know to listen. Um, my brother is one of those very spiritual um, yeah. boys and uh, men, and he just, he's one of those things that catch you, you can have a plan. Yeah. And the Spirit just tells you, chill. And I realized that I was starting to plan my life yeah. without consulting. Yeah. So that's when now, at a certain point, I think this was even getting heavier for me. Then I realized, why am I carrying it? This is not my thing. This is your thing. You deal with it. How do you want me to run it? So um, I've learned now to pick me. Because once I'm filled, then the other channels that I'm, I'm pouring into can yeah, get. Yeah. 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 So, so I, I, I want to go back to something you said about... You know, I do one thing and I am satisfied with that one thing and I am I'm at the end of the day, I'm, I'm grateful. Part of the, the downs of doing the kind of work we do is feeling like you're just a drop in the ocean. Yep. Like it's too much. There's, there's too many people to help. And what am I doing? Like, am I even doing, doing anything? anything? That's the yeah, because that's, that's a constant. That's a constant. When you do this kind of work, sometimes you feel like it's overwhelmingly yeah. too much. Yeah. And I, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what to say anymore. So I know that I, I, I like that you're anchored in God, but uh, and also in community in a, in a way. But how do you... How do you get out of that? I am not doing enough uh, without killing without, yourself. Yeah. Yes. So there's, <laughs> it's funny. So four, three weeks ago, my, my spirit had gone literally shattered. Yeah. So I go for a meeting with a doctor. Well, not doctor. He's a doctor for gynecological cancers. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> basically cancers that affect your reproductive health system. So um, I think he's currently the head of the repro um the gynecologist substitution, yeah, mm -hmm. association. So he told me, he says, you know, madam, let me give you news, in case you didn't know, these babies are going to continue dying. Mm. So your organization is needed. Let me tell you, the state, I don't know what he said after that. Yeah. But you just stopped that babies will continue <laughs> dying. I, I, left, <laughs> I left this office and I was like, this can't be my portion. I can't just yeah. wake up every morning to encourage. Like, where's to the hope? Where's the hope? Yeah. This can't be it. Yeah. And I literally, entered bed mm. i was like god this mission has no end yeah. and me i like things where i'm seeing yeah. Hati, yeah. here this we are going we to stop, stop. yes yeah. and then we go off no that was not the case this was okay you won't carry this thing for the long it would be like mother teresa they are old still talking about mm. babies dying mm. then of course um so i have uh lifters people who i go to when i'm going through yeah. this law and I shared with them. People call them mentors. Mine are not mentors because there's nothing I'm walking in there. There's no one who's mentoring me in this thing which I'm doing. This thing, I am literally, you know, you're grasping. You're, you're laughing on that job. Like, yes. Okay, this, <laughs> hey, we did that. Okay, let's read, read whatever. We are lying. So um, I, I was down. Yeah. And I was like, there is no point. So one of them told me, Ketro, the fact that we can have this conversation now, yeah. 
the fact that a lady knows where to go, yeah. the fact that people know that to look for Kecho or Rachel or Vesso is me, the fact that somebody out there knows that, you know what? I have a safe space I to go to. I have a place to go yeah. to. Every month there is group session. I have where to go. It's a big win. Yeah, it's already a big win. It's like, Kecho, stop looking at policies. I don't know what. You're going too far. Here, here, here. What was the goal when you started? I said, mm. I had no goal. Me, I was just angry that this thing had but happened and no one talks it. about it. And mm. then there's even nothing to guide you after. So he's like, yeah, so now don't you think where you're at right now? I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So now the problem is, and I think we do that a lot, we look ahead and we forget where we came from. Because yeah. um, even now, when I sit, my board members, God bless them. I will God not bless God bless them. <laughs> God bless them. You you reach a point and you're like I'm by myself in this thing and yet you're surrounded by many people, yeah. right? But you're the only person who has the vision. You're the person you're the person who has it. They can't carry it for you. Yeah. That realization penny was yeah. worse than the one of dropping the yeah. ocean because yeah. you're like there must be somebody else who shares this thing so that we walk together too, to where two or more are gathered. Your two is this guy who mm -hmm. put it in you, mm -hmm. and that's it. So now to continuously um, consult with people who don't have it, yeah. you're going to oops. So the small oopses, as Kayla says, and big oopses. Mm. So, <laughs> Kayla is Sorry, Kayla daughter. is my daughter. <laughs> Kayla is my daughter. Um, uh, she's 12 years old. So, yes, I do have a child. Everyone who sees me is like, now when is the next one? I'm like, eh, friends. Yes, yes, so what next? Yes. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. So um, there's big big oopses and small oopses. Mm. And I try as much as possible to just pick the lesson and not dwell. Though sometimes you can dwell because you're like, banai. What happens next? Yeah. Right? And like the book said, so what next? So now you want to move to the next thing, but you're not even just enjoying what you just done. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Like people know when you lose a baby, if you're dealing with infertility, yeah. there is this organization. Yeah. That in itself is, I don't yeah. know why we are looking, I don't know who these gods are, who are babies are ancestors, who are like, okay, now let's move on to the next thing. But I think just appreciating where you're at right yeah. now, that for me is yeah. what's, what's working. Because if I try to look to tomorrow, I freeze. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad that you even talk about, you know, being in the moment, loving what's there, doing it, and being grateful for that. Let's talk about this. Okay. Because now me, the pressure is on what next. <laughs> okay. But, but even as we talk about this book, I know that that uh, usually I have very many words. The, the Kweshunga people will tell you I, I have so many words. But when it comes to things like this, I, I am... I'm like, Kwanange, what do you say? What do you do? Uh, how do you even try again? Yeah. Because this is a miracle, the ability to pick yourself up every time something like a loss of a child happens and you move on. And you share how you moved on and, well, there's never a you thing like move moving on. But tell us about this, okay. what next? Okay, so um, <clears throat> this book was born out of a frustration. I keep telling it, it's my anger baby. Because I couldn't find anything. Yeah. Staying with me, I think everyone keeps telling me, oh, you're not staying with me. Staying with me mentioned 
just the difficulty of getting pregnant, yes. right? There was no mention of a child. Even Achina Achebe, I think in one of Arrow of God, there's someone who lost that. They yeah. just, it's like a sentence. They mention it as It's just a, a sentence. And yes. then I really got angry. And then I sat with my aunt and she said, you know, there's a whole ceremony about this whole thing. And I was like, what happened? Who, who dissolved it? Like what? a rite of passage or something? Literally, you're not even supposed to stay home. You're supposed to go to your mom's home oh. and be there. And they look after you. I and didn't you know heal. that. There are herbs they're supposed to be applying yeah. on your body yeah. and pushing out and cleaning you out. So you come back and you look like bride all mm -hmm. over again. Mm -hmm. But what happens in those sessions, like when they're cleaning you, they're cleansing you. Yeah. There's a whole thing going yeah. on. And there are some things that I missed um, along the way. And she kept telling me, she was like, I wish someone had told me as soon as you had lost because I'd have come yeah. very... So she came, um, <clears throat> she came like three months after. But she still did the things. And then she was like, you were even supposed to wash your baby. They were supposed to give you a baby and you wash your baby. So when I went through the loss, I said, you know what? Because I was journaling. Yeah. Now, um, I come from a close-knit family. My sister, uh, Dora, I call her my Dora in the book, told me, she sat me down and said, Kecho, anything you need, mm. you tell me. Mm. I'll make sure it happens. Because mm. this one, I cannot help you. Mm. Now, we had just gone through a loss of my mom. Mm. So we were there for each other. We were holding each other's hand. This one, I was by... You know you feel alone. You know you are alone. You feel alone. Yeah. She just used to say, what do you want? And what she did was she provided her home. So I stayed at her home. Yeah. And then I had all, all the foods. She knew, okay, your sister knows all the foods that you like. So I was there having snacks for lunch. Kayla's like, she has to eat something else. Dora's like, just do whatever she needs. Listen, she wants whatever to eat she needs to deal with. Then she wants to eat raisins yeah. and, and nuts. Let yeah. her eat, okay? Yeah. Whatever she wants. She wants wine, give her wine. Yes. So um, uh, my dad, so he's, you know, men, they're just <clears throat> lost grief. So he'll just come and touch me. A like, touchy like, issue. Like, I am made of glass. You're going to be fine. Let me pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> so he wanted to do that, send wine. That He was like, ketchup, wine. Just say, I had boxes. So <laughs> I, I, I went through my season high as a kite. Yeah. But whenever I got sober, I would write. Because the thing is, the quiet moments are the disturbing moments. Yeah. So you need as many distractions as possible. As possible. But then you also need to limit them because at some point something is going to trigger you. Yeah. And then you might go into a deeper slum, yeah. uh, darkness. Yeah. So I wrote the book out of my journal. So I sat with Paul Chisata and I told him, listen, I think I have a book. He's like, uh-huh, tell me. So I give him the idea. He's like, no one has ever, Kecho, just yeah. write the damn book. Yeah. No one has ever. But you know... Um, I think they made writing very, I think it's like up there, it's a very simple thing, but they just complicated the way yeah. it comes out. So we went through, did a draft, did how this should go, and that's how the book was born. Mm -hmm. I remember actually the, the ending, he, he suffered with me because me, I was like, I'm not healed, so I don't have an ending. So the book just ended in the air. <laughs> that last chapter in the book was forged. <laughs> it, it, it just came, by the way, it wasn't, okay, it wasn't forged, but I just told God, God, I don't know how you want me to conclude this yeah, book yeah. because I'm not healed. Yeah. I'm still struggling. Yeah. I can't look at my husband. I can't look at myself. Um, I see my daughter walking around and I'm like, I can't give her a sibling. Yeah. What the hell? So the last chapter is the lotus. So the flower, the lotus flower, is an amazing creation. Mm -hmm. It can grow to over nine feet. 
right? It's, it grows in the swampy area. Mm-hmm. But it needs that murky water. If you put it in any other clean water, mm-hmm. it will not survive. Yeah. It, needs, it thrives in the, the swampy. Water. Mm. Now, when the, the swamp dries out, it will shrink to the smallest, at like even one inch, mm-hmm. and stay inside there. Mm-hmm. But it has retained water. Yeah. So when the rains come, it opens up and pours down baby, uh, baby lotuses, mm-hmm. and they grow from there. That's how it reproduces. So in its dry season, it is it's like a butterfly. It is morphing. Mm-hmm. It is producing. So I was so amazed by it. And I was like, wow, this is it. This is the ending. Because we are in dryness, right? We are in total utter wilderness right now. <laughs> so, um, of course, I didn't word it like that in the last, yeah. but I, I got the idea from there and I, and I ran with it. And it was one of those um, moments where I was like, this is exactly what, because you feel you're not moving because you're like, I can't go to the supermarket. I can't go to the salon. You know, I changed everything. The chick does my nails, everybody, I just said I'm avoiding. Because first of all, already seeing me pregnant, people are just like, Banai, Ani, Banai, How is she? How? Yeah. So when they're all expectant, yeah. and then now you don't have You don't the have the baby. You yeah. know? And um, the question asked about how to be there for someone who has lost. I literally keep referring to Dora because there's nothing you can do. To there's nothing you're going to say. This this particular one presence and you know, allowing them to yeah, be. Yeah, and just yeah. just let if the person wants to talk to you about it, listen. Right? Yeah, don't start. This other person also, you know, they went through it, but they got. I don't want to hear. This is, my this, is my this is my experience. This is my pain. It's this is my what journey. I'm going through. Yeah. Can you sit and witness it with me? Be yeah. uncomfortable with yeah. me. I'm, I tell most people, people can't be uncomfortable with you because yeah. even the silence. I, people will say, "What should I say?" I say, "Why? Why do you why want? Why do you to, want to say? Why do you want to say? You root that one for me. What do you think is going to happen here? Yeah. I'm going, you're going to say something and I just jump up and be okay? Yeah. Yeah. No. What do you want to say? That's why most times people who come to see people who are bereaved. They pray because that's all you can do. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend. That was her job. When I was in the hospital, I was in the hospital for about three, four days yeah. after Ketangaza died. She would come, sit, silent, look at me. Okay, let me pray for you. Then the one time, there's a time she came, she did my hair. She said, Kecho, man, you're going to have two swaz. So she did for me two swaz in my hair. So I looked connected with the world. Yeah. And that was her. She's not emotional. She's one of those friends who's very stoic. And seeing her in that position just made me... I wanted to hug her, but then I yeah. couldn't because I was the one who was grieved. Yeah. So I was like, but I got what she, she comes at a point of need. Even now when I was going through that whole, am I doing enough? Yeah. She just said, Kecho, I've booked for you dance class for a month. Yeah. Go and scream your ass off and do whatever. I don't know what you need to do to get yours. She's that person. She's Her things are practical. Yeah. yeah. So if you're that friend, think of your friend. You know your friend. Yeah. There are those ones who just desire cake. Like, they'll just send you what they have. And, you, you know, so don't overthink it as well, yeah. you know. Play it by the ear. Yeah. Uh, just step by step. Yeah. Listen, be present. And, and then yeah. there's that thing where you want them to be better, to get... Yeah. No, the grief has happened. Something has happened. Something has been taken away from them. There's a void. They're never going to be that person yeah. again. They also have to grieve that, you know. 
Um, and that's something I didn't know when I was writing the book. Because yeah. when I was writing a book, I was I was in the. So we are expecting another one. Eh? It's coming. Ah, it's coming. It's nice, coming. nice, nice, nice. She is adding onto this. But please get the book. Uh, it's in a restock. You can get copies. You can also call her and get the book. She's not going to give you your, her number on 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 the channel definitely. But you can Google Vessel is me, and you can Google uh, Denise Kechimuri, and you will see how to get in touch with her. I don't want to cut this conversation short because loss is an ongoing journey. Grief is an ongoing journey and we are all grieving something. We are all dealing with something. We carry pains that I can't begin to describe. But like I mentioned at the beginning, this whole month we're going to be talking about loss in the different ways. And here today we have a bereavement coach who is not only in the business of creating safe and brave spaces for you to deal with the pain, but she's also present to help you understand what's happening, go through the pain with you, and also help you cope with whatever it is that you need to cope with. I'm going to end this with something from her book. It's from the Bible, but she stated it in the book and I love it. And it's Isaiah 66, 9. It says, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born, says the Lord. So, all the pain you're going through is not for, for just something new will be born. I'm going to give our guest one last opportunity to say her parting shots and we will call it a day. Too much question guarding and too much heaviness with all the things we are hearing. So let's just end it there with her parting shots. <laughs> Thank you, Penny. Um, I don't know what parting shots. You never when you go for when you're dealing with grief, people are like, so what should we say? What mm. should we do? And mm. um, for me, I think uh, Penny might have rounded it up for me. Just be present. Yeah. Grief is not linear. That's the one thing I've learned. Um, it's been five years since yeah. I lost my my baby, and I can assure you, two weeks ago I was not like this. Yeah. So. You go through, allow, sit with the uncomfortableness. Yeah. And um, something I'm learning now is to root the feeling. Yeah. What am I feeling right now? Um, is it sadness? Is it happiness? Is it joy? Is it discomfort? Is it uh, numbness? Name it. Once you name it, then you can now break it and open it further. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's not run away from our feelings. But now, people, I wish we knew that. The power that is involved with embracing your feelings, mm. they don't have to be um, directives. They can just be, they, it's just data. Yeah. It's just knowing, you know what, I feel like this. Yeah. And then you know why you're in such a mood like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Thank you so much. Please sit with your pain, feel the feelings, go through the emotions, allow yourself to heal at your own pace. Nobody's rushing you, no one has a gun to your head feel those things deal with them and cope also please visit uh vessel is me and learn about the work they're doing support them because it's not enough we cannot have enough carriers of pain and we cannot have enough people bringing healing to this world so go there check them out support their work love on them as they love on us that are dealing with all these uh, things we are dealing with 
see you next week when we continue our conversations on loss and our conversations on grief and how to cope and deal with these things. We will have different dimensions of this and I can't wait to see you next time. Thanks to Agandi Studios for hooking us up. Cheers. Ha, 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 ha.